Welcome to Project Flow. We invite you to join us on our journey to pursuing our passions, defying the odds, changing the narrative of our lives on a large scale, and having fun along the way. Our goal is to inspire you to take action and grow with us. Buckle up. It will be quite a ride, but so worth it. everyone welcome back to project flow podcast this is our first official episode so without further ado my name is kayleen and i am jadanis and today we are going to be sharing our insights on motivation and inspiration yes so before we hop into today's episode i just want to check in with you how are you doing I am having a great day <laughs> i think we're both having a great day this we're filming we're filming very successfully today. <laughs> People, when <laughs> I know we're in a culture now where we know these YouTubers are out here making millions, right? Right. So when YouTubers say it's hard work, it's hard work. Girl, I cannot agree more. I just feel like I, I feel like anything is hard work. Anything that you want to present a certain way is hard work because you have this like they say all the time you have a vision for how you want it to come out and if that vision is not being executed correctly you stress yourself out tell me about it i mean this is not the first time that we're recording we have done this for how many times have we recorded like four times yeah around that number maybe like around four times but firstly being in podcast world This is podcast world right now. Like when you have this microphone in front of you, you have these headphones and you're communicating through headphones. Yeah. It's a different version. Like you're you're looking at your real self. Yes. And so it has taken us some time to get used to having this apparatus in front of us. That's a big word. Apparatus. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so we're just, we're having like a great day because... I'm not going to get into the details of our day, but we are being very successful today um, and and kind of, I'm just happy. I'm having a great day. I can't wait to wrap for the day and just chill with you after all of this. So yes, I'm doing well. I've had a good week and I, I was looking forward to today. So I'm, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, I think you set the tone for today as well. Obviously, uh, just a little insight. We, we have business meetings with each other. And we had a business meeting last night before today, because today's our, our film day. And you were just expressing that you're very excited. We're excited to see each other after a couple weeks, I think. We haven't seen each other. And I think you set the tone for today. And again, when you're positive... 90% of the time, the day's going to come out positive, and we've kind of, you know, fixed the tweaks here and there of our recording situation, and now we're here. So I'm I'm glad that you're, you're doing great and that you're in a good mood. I'm also in a good mood today. As far as my week, hmm, my week was a little challenging, uh, but I'm here now, and I'm using my self-care tools to remain in a stress-free zone. And today has me feeling good, so I'm going to keep on that note. And we just had a coffee break, so <laughs> you're getting the lit version of us right now. <laughs> what? We're coffee addicts. I mean, <laughs> let, let me not speak on your life, sis, but I am a coffee addict. It's very bad. Listen, I don't have a coffee every day, but 
I could have a coffee every day. The reason why I don't have a coffee every day is just so that I don't get addicted because I've been addicted before and I get coffee headaches. So I try to space out my coffees, but I love a coffee. I love the way it smells. Like just the smell is just like... It's part of our culture. It's it's part of our culture. When we were in Dominican Republic this past (laughs) summer... I was staying with Forget about it. I was staying with Jelani's family and her grandmother would be like, get in cafe. <laughs> and we would have like three coffees every day. Three coffees per day. But at least it's like small portions. It's not yes. like the big American mug. Yeah. It's, it's like the little tacito. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. La tacita. Entonces, oh oh, I'm in the Spanish mode. <laughs> I know earlier I was like, what did I say? I just sounded like super Spanish when I said something, but it's just that certain words come more fluent to us in Spanish. <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Let's get into today's episode before we get off track. But yeah, we want to talk about motivation and inspiration with you guys with everyone today. And I just wanna say, um, I think both of our fundamental, well, let me rephrase that different. Both our childhoods fundamentally were pretty similar. And I don't want you guys to think that we are like agreeing on everything with each other, like I said before, but it's just the truth is is what rings true, true to us. And because we've spoken about this before, I'm a little bit more comfortable speaking about it now, uh, just because like... Kayleen said we filmed this several times already and we're just trying to find a point where we want to motivate you guys but we don't want this to be something that's gonna turn you guys off and we don't want that tone to be conveyed we want it to be more so like the the title of the episode motivating so for me uh I would say my biggest motivation that I can reflect on is my childhood and just living in NYC. Uh, I feel like this rings true for a lot of people who live in New York, whether it's the Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn. I feel like we are very aware of the living conditions that are out here. And I can definitely speak on that, on experience growing up. I didn't have the best living conditions. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my I need a little bit more coffee, obviously. <laughs> but um, you know, I didn't live in the in the best living conditions. There was rodents around. There was roaches around. It's something that's not unfamiliar to people who live in New York. And growing up, that was something that I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. I thought that's how you how you lived. You had these these pests around, and when I finally became of age, I was like, hold on, not everybody lives like this. This is not normal. So a lot of my motivation is making sure that my future family does not live in this situation at all, especially because I still live in in New York, but I make sure that the, the environment that I'm in or the space that I'm living in doesn't have that problem. And if it does, it's going to get, it's going to get fixed real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of the the main things that motivate me to to keep going and to take steps into where I want to be in life because I want to live the life that I deserve. 
the life I feel I deserve. I want to mm. live the life that I feel my my family deserves, my future family deserves. And I feel like it's a life everybody should be living in. I think it's a it's a big issue. I guess we can touch on this more deeply in, in another episode. Um, just New York, come on, like it's the biggest like the I guess it's like the one of the biggest cities in the world. And I think it's glamorized a bit. And it's exaggerated to a point where people who are not from here till they get here, oh, okay, these people live in boxes. Right, right. <laughs> these people live like this. It's not It's not just Times Square, you know? So also, you know, growing up in not the best areas, very tough neighborhoods, uh, I moved around kind of, not too much, but I moved in different areas. And the areas that I've lived in, they're not the best neighborhoods, you know? You're you're going to hear a shootout here and there, and you're going to hear news about a stabbing here and there. And that's just not something that I want to live in anymore. I'm grateful that I've learned from those experiences, and I can, quote-unquote, take care of myself out here, and I'm not, you know, I'm not oblivious to what goes around, and I'm very alert, especially as an independent woman. But that's what drives me to keep going and keep accomplishing the goals that I want to accomplish because I know even currently this is not where I want to be and I'm going to be elevating myself, not only for myself, but for my family and to ultimately break those generational curses. I don't want to have my children say, okay, my mom is a a woman of color and we live in this situation and that's just what it is. No, I am a woman, a woman of color and we have this great living situation. So that's one of the points of my motivation. I can totally relate to growing up with rodents and pests. I live, I have lived in New York City my whole life and I, I feel like I'm getting confused with the episodes because we are kind of recording in um, bulk right now. But I no longer live in the city, but I did grow up here. So I I remember having a, a mouse infestation in my house. And I remember when we had a rat infestation in my building. I will never forget, I was studying in my dining room and I heard like scratching. And I was like, what is that? And it was like, it was clearly something like it wasn't just like a little (laughs) noise and then it went away. It was scratching. It was just scratching. Turns out that rats, I mean, we're talking rats. We're not talking mice. We're talking NYC rats. (laughs) The cats. The The real cats. (laughs) The cats of the city. (laughs) Was scratching the floorboards in my apartment to try to get in. And one rat was successful in getting into my apartment. Oh, that's the worst. And you try your best. I, girl, the that rat was maybe like two feet away from me, mm-hmm. and I went running into my bedroom and I closed the door. Mm-hmm. That that for me is one of the most traumatizing things I've ever experienced living in NYC. Yeah. So, again. This is, we just feel very deeply about this. (laughs) (laughs) We just, we want to bring it up because we know that people that live in New York City and 
I am only familiar with New York City because it's the only place that I've ever lived. Right. At least for a long, you know, an extended period of time. I'm sure that there are other cities in the world that experience this. But, God, that's not what we have... That's not the way that we need to live. Yeah. And I think we just realized that as we... As grown women, we realize that we can have so much better. And it's not even... I mean, it is about the, the rodents and the pests, but it's just... It's more so of breaking this pattern of living in these situations, whether it be pests or uh, having no heat at certain times or just just feeling out of place, feeling the struggle. Right. That's what it is more for me. It's just a struggle. It is a struggle. Yeah. And I, I think that that brings, that's a good um, transition into what motivates me. So... I come from a traditional Dominican family. My grandmother immigrated here. I forget how old she was, but I believe she was 20, 20 years old, maybe a little bit older. And she came here with her husband. He brought her here. And she was pretty much by herself because all of her siblings were back in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. But when she tells me the stories of her growing up, my family's from Acampo. Same. <laughs> my family's from Acampo, and my grandmother tells me how they had to walk I don't know how many miles from the house. Like, now I go back to that campo, and it's like a 10-minute drive from, like, the house to the to outside of the campo. So imagine walking. I don't know how long. How long is a 10-minute drive walking? Maybe, like, 25 Maybe like minutes? 25 minutes, I would say. So imagine walking 25 minutes, but it's dirt and mud. And your shoes and your feet and everything is just muddy just to go to school. Yeah. And to this day, my grandmother's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother does that. Like, we, obviously, we go back to the campo now, but those are not good memories for her. So she wanted, like, she, I, she also tells me how she loved being in the city. Like, whenever she would visit the capital, she would love being there. But... She basically brought herself to New York City and she started her family here. Mm -hmm. So what motivates me is seeing how not only my grandmother, but also my mother were able to elevate themselves with little resources. Yes. My mother is another woman, another strong woman in my life that I admire immensely. Shout out to Miss Eveline. Yes. <laughs> Hi, mommy. <laughs> so she is another woman that really motivates me and strengthens me every single day because she had me when she was 18 years old and then had my brother shortly after. And at the age of 18, with, again, little resources, she was able to take me and she moved out of her mother's house and she was always able to make money. My mom has always made money and she didn't have a degree. You know, she was out here hustling, but I had everything that I needed to survive. She had everything that she needed to survive and we were good. That's awesome. So that's what motivates me to keep going because I, I come from this bloodline one. I have more resources. I could do way more than they did. Right. And that's not to say that what they did was not enough because it was totally enough. That's what they did their best. They did their best. Yeah. And I look at it now and I'm like, I, we, you know, we never went 
a, a, a night without food on the table. And those are the kinds of things that keep me going. How can I take this to the next level? How can I take this legacy to the next level? That's, that's really deep, and I can definitely relate. Wow, so you bring a point that, I, that also rings true for me because, again, I keep saying that we have similar childhood. Because we do. Room. No, that's accurate. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll say, go ahead and say it. So we're both Dominican. Our parents are both from the campo. Well, I would say my dad's side is a little bit more from the campo than my mom, but ne- nevertheless, they were, you know, they grew up in DR. They didn't have the same opportunities people would have here in the States, per se. And like your grandma expressed to you stories of her walking miles and miles to get to her destination. I've had the same stories growing up. My aunts and my uncles and my dad would say like, Nosotros teníamos que caminar toda esa roca y esa, y esa suciesa para llegar para comprar una yuca. <laughs> so what I basically said, she was about to translate for yeah, me. Yeah, it was, but go ahead. <laughs> so to translate, you know, growing up, I had those, thir- those DR stories where they were explained to us that basically they were walking from the tip tops of the mountains in the, in the farmland and in the, the forest of DR to walk all the way down towards the city in, in my dad's situation and my family situation just to buy the ingredients to make food or to to get a chelito or get money in the city right so reflecting on their situation and they were able to come to the u.s and like kayleen said just make do with such little resources with little english mm-hmm. period i mean my grandma she under she i just said defender. like right. she's out here right. she knows what people are talking about but even till this day she still doesn't she can have she can have a survival conversation, right? So they had to learn English. Um, they worked in the factories. They worked in the they worked a hard job. So right, mm, I miss that. Right, mm. like how how can how can I compare my 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 journey where they brought the food to the table? I'm here. I have an education. Mm-hmm. I have all these resources. And what we're basically trying, what we're basically trying to say is, we need to maximize from that. That's right. And I think that's tying into our inspiration. Where for me personally, I uh, I like to see. For me, on the I know we live in a world of social media and internet life, right? For me, I like to see people who are successful. It makes me happy. For me, it doesn't give mm-hmm. me the jealous vibes, and I feel like. A lot of people, and in, in this era, just to, to stray away from the topic a little bit, a lot of people in this in this time, they tend to compare themselves to people online. Like, oh my gosh, they have my dream car, and they have my dream house, and they're wearing the clothes that I want, would want to wear. And not to point at people and say they, I've done this myself too in, in my journey where I found myself comparing but for me personally, I never had the trait, I guess you can say, of jealousy, but more of inspiration. Like, wow, like she she relates, I relate to her, she relates to me, we're similar, and she has all this, I can do it too. Right. So what I also want you guys to take away from my statement is that when you go online and you go on these platforms... Try to flip the script, you know, try to look at it at, at a, with a different lens and just try to be inspired instead of being jealous or 
or quote unquote hating or whatever you want to describe it as, because what people don't realize is that what you see, what you deem impossible, it's possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like a reoccurring theme that's going to be portrayed in our episode. What you deem impossible is possible. And a lot of the the quote unquote rich people you see, they didn't know what they were doing either. You know, um, again, it goes back to it kind of differentiates when you have a different upbringing, like we're we're um, conveying to you guys today. But I think that's even more so of a victory because you come from this place and you didn't have a, you know, a silver platter held um, placed in front of you. So, again, I think that's that's just something I, I want people to just to grasp that idea of flipping the script in your head. If you see somebody with with something that you want, just be inspired by it. I know that you can do it. Right. So I think that you that you bring up a great point about social media. I personally have never had feelings of like jealousy when I see people being successful online. Right. It for me is more so like that's attainable. Mm-hmm. Like she took whatever you know, whatever expertise, and she made it a whole business. If she can do it, then I can do it. And I think that it's just kind of like, it's just that. It's attainable. Right. Guys, just I know, if you hear little noises, I'm trying not to be close to the microphone when I have to, like a little cough or like, you know, I need to swallow because <laughs> it, pick ups, it picks up everything. I know. I just slammed my water bottle on the table and I was like, damn, damn. sorry. <laughs> um, but moving on, that was just a, a quick side note. But also, I think another point that, that inspires me and motivates me, because at some point, inspiration and motivation kind of coincide and of they course. overlap. Mm-hmm. So something, uh, so I will just say those both of those words in one sentence i would say something else that motivates me and inspires and inspires me is that when i set myself to do something and i do it that gives me further motivation Mm -hmm. when i see my own progress that gives me further inspiration Mm -hmm. you know because you see the progress right in front of your eyes and you did that for yourself so I think that's also very important. If you want to be self-sufficient, and a lot of people, I feel a lot of people a lot of the times find it hard to stay motivated. You need to put in the work. From my experience, I'm speaking. You need to put in the work so that when you see that progress, that's going to entice even more motivation. Right. So, again, this is just from my experience. So, um you know, take whatever you want from that. But I think those two things ring true for me. I don't know if you feel the same way. So for me, in terms of inspiration, I would say that there are a lot of things around me that inspire me. Mm-hmm. Like, like of course, when I see somebody have like having a business that I can relate to, of course, that's inspiring to me. But more recently, what has been inspiring to me is myself being able to reflect, kind of perform a self-reflection and being able to eliminate things that cause anxiety in my life. Mm, That's a big one. So I have a story that I want to share with everyone, but I'm not ready 
I'll share it in the future. But for a long time, I was working towards a particular goal and it was causing me to lose sleep. I would wake up with headaches every day. Um, I was feeling very unmotivated because of this particular goal that I was trying to reach. I would, any, you know, when, you know, actually, I'm not even going to say that. It would even cause me, like, my emotions were so high that it, I would just cry about it or just not understand why I hadn't reached that goal yet. Mm-hmm. And I had to make pretty much like an overnight decision and say, you know what? That's not bringing me peace right now. I need to cut that off. And that's that's pretty much what I decided to, just a few months ago. I said, you know what? We're gonna put, we're gonna pump the brakes on that plan right now, and I'm gonna do something that brings me joy, like this yes. podcast. This yes. brings me joy. That that's a big one. That's a big one. I think when you you realize that you're at that point, it's like something that nobody can tell you. It's something that you have to realize on your on your own. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing about it. Again, I'm not telling everyone exactly what it is right now because I just don't feel comfortable yet saying it. Um, but it's really being able to look at yourself and be like, you're not okay. You are not okay. What do we need to do to make sure that you are okay now? I am able to spend more time with my family now. I can spend more time with my friends. I'm able to sleep the whole night i'm not constantly running to to make sure that everything fits into my day mm-hmm. if it doesn't make you happy get rid of it right i think that's an important step for sure and again like like you said making sure that your environment is an environment that inspires you. There's there's mm. several... We can speak about this for days, to be honest. We can speak about this for days, but we can only fit it into one episode, right? Right. Or we can do a part two, whatever we decide. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's a great point, that we actually didn't prepare this point, but I think that that's really important. What does your surrounding... What do your surroundings look like? This is the main reason why I took the step to moving out of my mother's house and getting my own space because I had a a specific image in my mind of what home looks like for me. And that's not to say that I don't see my mom's house as home because every time I get there, I'm like, where are the chancletas at? (laughs) Like, (laughs) as soon as I get there, it's like I'm I'm obviously in my house. Yeah. But it's just different when you have your own space. And I, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think that's a big one that we... We just had an epiphany. Yeah. No, I mean, not an epiphany. We knew this, but we didn't know that we were going to talk about yeah, it yeah. on this episode. But anyhow, your environment has a lot to do with you being inspired. And detoxing that is, I feel like, the first step. I think this this theme is also going around where this whole option of muting and... Mm, I love that mute button. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Um, muting certain content that you don't want to be feeding into your brain every day. Mm. You know, I think it's in real life you can mute things as well. Yeah. Wow. In real life you can mute things as well, That's baby. Facts. That's facts. <laughs> and 
going back to that kind of anxiety driven life plan that I had, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I muted it because it's still there, but you can unmute it. I pause, you know, I paused paused it. it. I paused it. (laughs) I said, I'll be back. Right. Let, Let me, let me keep working on myself and I'll be back. Yes. That's awesome. And dang, now, now, now I feel real deep right now. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I think that's, that's an important factor. I think maybe that's even the first thing because if, if, if you're walking through life and your environment is quote unquote toxic, because let's keep it real, whatever is not benefiting you and blessing you and elevating you spiritually, mentally, physically, that's toxic behavior to me. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, and I don't want to sound like, you know, everybody these days there is like, Oh, everything's toxic. I don't want to sound like that either. Right. But that's just re- what rings true for me. Mentally, physically, and spiritually, is this thing, person, or factor in my life contributing, contributing to, um, my, my inspiration and where I want to be. Right. So you, you bring up a very good point. And I also want to say that I feel as if, how do I want to word this? I feel as if you're not, if you're not motivated and inspired, that's also, there's a deeper issue there as well. And I want to touch on therapy because sometimes you cannot get there on your own. You know, sometimes certain factors in life impede you from from getting there on your own, basically, because you're you're just in that space. So I also want to implore, like, if you feel that you're just unmotivated and you, you're not inspired and you're in this rut, I feel like the first step is also therapy or one of the few steps uh, that you want to take on is therapy and then further, you know, detoxing your environment because let's face it, even if your if life is going good, I feel like you still need I feel like therapy is so important and I we're all going to we are going to talk about this in in various episodes in the future. I feel like therapy is so important no matter who you are, where you come from, what point in life you're pres- presently in and that's that's all I can really say about that. Right. I actually have never done therapy or mm-hmm. gone to therapy, and it's something that I definitely want to put on my to-do list. Yes. Because I think it's important for me to look at another side of me that perhaps it's in there somewhere, or I, I don't want to come to terms with. I'm sure there are things that I have not come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I do want to say here is that on the contrary, I would say that if you are not feeling motivated or inspired, it is a good time to to spend, to take a moment to self-reflect. And writing things down could work. Perhaps other type, types of self, hmm, what, what would I call it? Other types of self-help mechanisms can help you understand why you're not motivated or inspired. So let's say that you enjoy drawing. Maybe that's your outlet. Or perhaps you like working out. Maybe that's your outlet. But I, I think that it's important to 
get up and do something. Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. And just to add to your point, I think that having time to yourself is very important and it's going to allow you that space to reflect in the first place. Because if you're always surrounded by whatever or whoever, if you don't have those that time to yourself, the reflection, I feel like, is not going to be as... It's not going to give you the cl- the clarity that you need. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's a hard thing to reflect on yourself. It is. And look at yourself in the mirror. It is. So I think we're bringing up very good points here that rings true for us and I feel like can ring true for our listeners and, and, and everyone that's listening. And I feel like this was a great episode to start with because we're very deeply passionate passionate about being motivated and being inspired constantly because let's face it, life is not always going to be peaches and cream. Right. And you have to equip yourself with those tools to keep going. What I would say kind of as my overall point in this conversation is that instead of dwelling on what could have been, perhaps reframe and focus on what the future can bring for you, what new things the future can bring for you. Yes, I totally agree with that. And... Again, we can talk. I guess we're gonna have to do a part two about this. Let us know if you want a part two of this episode because I feel like we keep discuss. We are on a road to to discover new points that we would actually want to talk about. Something that we didn't plan, right? And I think <laughs> it's just one of those topics that can have different parts to it because it has different layers and different levels to it. And, um, yeah, so just let us know, hit us up on Instagram, hit up, hit us up on YouTube or whatever platform is more comfortable for you. And let us know if you want a part two on this episode. Yeah, for sure. So uh, with that, I think that we'll be closing this episode. We are so excited to finally be launching a project flow podcast, and we hope that you continue joining us on our journey. And flow with us through our journey, no pun intended. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next time.